What does it mean to live life to the fullest, train to your potential and perform at your best? Leave nothing on the table. That's a non-negotiable, is that I, I strive to be better every day. Because if I'm not on top of my game, how is anybody else going to follow me down the road? Keep demanding more of yourself to, to live up to that potential and to stay hungry. Training is progress. You know, when I look at the word training, I think of steps, baby steps to get somewhere that you want to be. And that is basically your life journey. It's a mindset in itself, man. It's like, it's not just about, I know that for you, a lot of that's about the physical, but we're constantly in training, whether it's growing our skill sets, whether it's growing our physical bodies, whether it's growing our relationships, whatever. And all of that's a training ground. And that kind of goes back to the mindset that we just talked about. You underestimate yourself and you don't even start. But then once you start, you often surpass what you thought you could do. Perform at your best, mate. That's that's sort of what life is all about. You know, want to have the knowledge, want to have the fitness, the health, the ambition and drive that no matter what comes along, when that next phone call comes, I can just say, yes, I don't have to worry. Just go and do it. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Live, Train, Perform podcast. I'm your host, Sean Cober, and joining me today is John Latoc, otherwise known as JLT. Welcome to the episode, mate. How you doing, mate? Good to see you again. Very well. Yeah, you too, bro. Um, so this is one of my Coach's Corner episodes or uh, conversations where I sit down with uh, uh, good coaches in the industry, uh, friends, colleagues that I respect and just have a general conversation with them, shoot the shit. So for anyone listening, it's a little bit of a fly on the wall type of conversation. So JLT's been kind enough to join us today and we're going to be going through some FAQs. Um, now, when these episodes drop, I'm going to split these. Uh, it's going to be about an hour's conversation and I'll split these um, conversations up over probably two to three, maybe four segments. Um, but when these episodes drop, it's going to be right smack bang in the middle of the festive season. So the first episode is actually going to drop the day before Christmas uh, and then the next two episodes will drop between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, and if there's a fourth one, if we get to that, then that'll drop right after New Year's. So, um, mate, that's what I want to talk about is how people can kind of navigate the festive season and, um, you know, give them some hints, tips, tricks, strategies to uh, get them through the festive season, navigate through uh, a fairly, you know, can be a difficult time in people's lives when they uh, go through the festive season and they don't have any strategies. So, um, mate, I'm excited to have a chat to you and uh, dig into all things health and fitness. Yeah, I'm excited. Where do you want to start on Christmas then? Uh, mate, let's start with who you are first. <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been doing this now, what are we, 2020? I think we're all losing track of what year it is. But 10 years ago now uh, was when I came back to Guernsey, which a lot of your listeners probably have no idea where that is. It's actually a, a tiny island between England and France. It, is, uh, it comes under Britain. Uh, and I started fitness camps back in 2010 when they were only just becoming a thing you know at that point group fitness was your body pumps you know stuff that was going on in the gym and I've always come back I'm a bit like yourself you know I've come from a more of a strength and conditioning background a sports background and my aim has always been how do we marry up the stuff that we know works for athletes and sports people but bring it into the arena for Joe Average which it's a very powerful thing if you can figure it out but it obviously can be very difficult. And, um, you know, that's that's been my journey along the way. So much has happened. This is probably the fourth, inc- uh, fourth sort of uh, manifestation of Stormforce Fitness now. 
and we've got about 150 members on our group stuff personal training I've also you know trained athletes and sports teams along the way uh, done a lot myself kind of individually cycled across Australia which I know will uh, be a bit of a oh, did you say cy- cycle across it that's normally what I get it's like was that a motorbike or but no, you know, I've done a lot of crazy challenges like that and that's given me, in my opinion anyway, a kind of unique outlook on how to train people uh, and, how, you know, where to start from, how we progress people and really, which is something we're going to get into very much on this podcast, is no one is the same. You know, we, we all, I think as coaches, we all want to find that one way to do things. Like even this question here about Christmas there'll be somebody going, all right, this guy's going to tell me that magic Christmas plan and they're probably going to be sadly disappointed. But, you know, um, that's really what I've discovered is that everybody is very, very different and you have to be willing as a coach to look at things on an individual basis, take what I call the non-negotiables and then sort of splay those out depending what you're dealing with. So, yeah, that's, you know, there's, there's been a lot of, stuff going on in the 10 years obviously I met you out in Thailand I I did have a gym I'd opened a, a full-on gym in our town centre here and to cut a long story short the building broke and I lost a lot of money and just went right fuck it I'm gonna go traveling and then decide what happens from there which is why I spent a bit of time out in Thailand and Bali and doing all of that so that's also helped me on the mindset level which is something we need to to cover as always uh you know that almost feeling like a failure, wondering what other people are thinking about you and ultimately just going, look, this is my life. I need to decide how it's going to work and how it's going to pan out from here. Stop blaming things and blaming other people and, um, yeah, decide what the future is going to look like. So that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Yeah, man, there's a lot of things that you brought up then that (laughs) are very relevant. Um, But that's a good point. The first thing I want to start with is... You know, I've spoken to you about this before, and that's why I wanted to get you on. This is the coach's corner, which we just talk shit, you know, um, yeah. have an honest conversation. And I always say, man, like any good coach is, you know, we're 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 going to follow principles. You know, we might use different methods to get person like that person from point A to point B. Um, you know, we're going to take slightly different paths. But at the end of the day, we work within parameters. This is my left of arc. This is my right of arc. And as long as I stick within them, like I follow the principles and the methods that I use need to be applied to the individual. As you said, like any fucking good coach, man, if somebody asks me a question on nutrition or training or lifestyle or health and wellness, like anything, my answer is always it depends. It depends. I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and I think it's important for people to understand that as coaches, if you've got a fucking good coach and you know you ask them a question, they're going to ask you five questions mm. before they can you know before they can give you any advice because they need to gather the data, they need to gather the information, they need to get an understanding of where you're at right now and where you want to get to, so then they can help you fill in or close that gap. Mm. Anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I I've had. Uh, maybe 10, 15 people over my career almost offended by, I send them a form, I'm like, I just send you my form, that's always a start point, you know, send that back to me, it gives me an idea how to approach the consultation, you know, if I'm speaking to, you know, you decide you want to be a, a Muay Thai fighter, you know, the consultation is going to be vastly different to Jilly, housewife who comes in, who's six stone overweight and 
postmenopausal and all that stuff. So I've had a lot of people going, oh, do I really have to fill in this form? You know, my consultations generally are sort of 60 to 90 minutes. I do things like foot scanning and movement assessments and all of this jazz. And I've always found it weird that a lot of people don't want to do that stuff. It's like, you know, you're asking me for things that essentially you want me to help you change your life, but you don't want to fill in a form. <laughs> and it, it's it, that alone sometimes is like, a, you know, we talk about red flags in relationships. And I'm like, look, if this person doesn't want to fill in a form, are they going to fill in a nutrition diary? Are they going to, you know, when, when times get busy and the kids are playing up, are they going to be turning up for their session? And the odds are they're probably not. And that's something you... You know, you all have been through it as a coach. You, you just learn that along the way. You kind of, you almost don't want to admit it because, you, as a coach, you want to, you know, you want to have that hundred percent success rate. And I've just realised that's never going to happen either. Um, but yeah, it's it's amazing for me how many people are not willing to answer the questions, and also how many coaches aren't willing to ask the questions. And you know, a, a lot of people, admittedly, I've done it myself in the past. I'll have somebody who comes in, quite a powerful personality, maybe a very high up in business and they're, they're like, look, I haven't got time for this. I just want to get training. I want to lose weight. And I'll be like, oh, okay, sir. Okay, sir. We'll do it your way. And inevitably it doesn't work and it falls apart. And mm. I think sometimes it, as well, there, there seems to be like a, I don't know if it's a lack of respect for fitness professionals to use a term, but you know, if you go to an osteopath, you go to a physio, you, you, you almost expect them to ask you questions and assess and do all these kind of things. And yet, when it comes to nutrition and training programs, there's like this mentality that just just give me it. Click, click your fingers, give me that program that works, I'll do it. And do you know, I, I wish it worked like that because my life would be easier, I'd make a lot more money, it would take me a lot less time, but <laughs> you know, it just it just doesn't work like that. So I think that you know that's gonna be the, the foundation for a lot of the stuff we're gonna talk about today is what are the right questions. Um, uh, do you know? Yeah, I'm guessing yeah. you must know Dan John. Yes. Yeah, he's. I, fortunately, I had a. I managed to get a bit of time with him at his house once over in Utah, and we had some good conversations. Oh, wow. And he said one of the the biggest mistakes, or one of the biggest things people don't seem to understand, is that when you look at a, um, I call them Joe Average and athletes, is that an athlete will be crystal clear about point B. You know, the guys you deal with, like. Petty Yan, I want to win the UFC title. Boom, end of story. There's nothing else to it. You know, even like a runner, there'll be, I want to get my 10K time down to 34 minutes 20 because that's the county record, whatever it might be. They know point B. The strange thing with athletes is they very rarely know their point A. Like they don't understand their movement dysfunction. They don't understand how strong they are, how strong they should be, and so on. So the questions are very different and the assessments are very different. Whereas if we're talking to Ginny Housewife, she's crystal clear about point A. She's fed up with crying every day. She hates yeah, herself. She knows where she's at. She, yeah, but she's got no idea about point B. She doesn't know how good she can feel because she's never been there. She doesn't know what, how how lean should I be? Should I look like a fitness model? You know, I hear 10% body fat. Is that is that good for women? You know, they literally have no clue uh, where they're going with it, which... Again, if you don't know point B, then how are you ever going to write a successful program? So, again, that all comes under this arc of what are the questions? What are the right questions? Because you get those wrong and you're, you're pissing up the wrong tree to start with. Yeah, 100%, man. Um, one of Dan John's quotes that has really stuck with me is, if it's important, do it every day. Yeah. 
And another thing that ties into what you just said there is, you know, if you're going to put the fucking time and effort into climbing up a mountain, make sure you're climbing the right fucking mountain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's so many good quotes about that. Like uh, um, one of my friends, his quote is, uh, it's about, he actually wrote, uh, they did a movie about the compass and how your personal compass, you know, again, you, you know this better than anybody from uh, sort of experiences in the forces. If your compass is out by one degree, in you know, if you walk ten meters, you're you're not really off course. You walk a hundred meters, you're not really off course. But you do that for ten miles, hundred kilometers, then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit! <laughs> you know, we are miles away from where we need to be. And then, unfortunately, it then takes it's, it's almost more effort to then backtrack. Uh, and and so you know, we talk about even in terms of technique. You know, they they say that it takes three hundred perfect repetitions to learn a movement and ingrain it in your brain but it takes 500 to undo a, a bad one so again this is <laughs> unfortunately I, I know uh, people have said this about me and you before we're almost a bit bit stoic and a bit regimented and it, I know it comes across that way but ultimately in the long run we get a lot more done we get stuff done a lot faster you know my mum used to say more haste less speed and that's the problem uh, you know, for a lot of people in all sorts of whether it is nutritional training, they want to get to the they want to get to the end before they've taken the first few steps, and that's why it doesn't work. Yeah, and that's why they they find themselves in this like perpetual fucking cycle. Yeah, where you know they take a couple of steps forward and then take a couple of steps back, and a year later they're still doing the same fucking thing, and they're no yeah. better off than what they were, or potentially even worse off than what they were. Yeah, and that stuff um, is just getting worse and worse. Like now with you know, with social media and everything, it's, you're just constantly exposed to the pro, you know, in sports terms, it's the professionals, it's the, you know, I keep coming back to the fighting because obviously that's what you're doing. People see what the pros are doing. Uh, it's easy, you know, Tiger, for instance, you can you turn up there for your holiday and you see what the pros are doing. It's like, oh, I'm going to do that. It's like, you have no idea. You have no idea the basics that they have drilled a billion times before um, you know, you're exposed to that. Like I said, on social media, you're exposed to the fitness models. And unfortunately, the the way these algorithms and things work, the more popular someone is because they're a celebrity or whatever, the more they're going to be shown. So you start to believe that that is the way things are done. That is what I should be doing. Um, and that, um, you know, we talk. I talk to a lot of people in finance. And one of the things in finance is they talk about opportunity cost as well. You know, in other words, if I if I invest ten grand in this these stock this particular stock or share, whatever you want to call it, I obviously then can't invest that ten thousand in share B. And this is what happens with social media: is you might finally go, oh, this Coves knows what he's talking about. I'm going to start following his program. And five minutes you pay for that, they get going. Five minutes later, oh, John Latox seems to know what he's talking about as well. And oh, Dave's got a good program and. As soon as you commit to one thing, you're exposed to this this massive opportunity cost of what you're not doing. And then, you know, the term we use at the moment is FOMO, you know, that fear of missing out. And then people, oh, actually, now that I'm past the the sort of initial phase of Coves' program that got results and, you know, things are slowing a little bit as as they do on any program, then the the opportunity cost almost seems to get higher. So I'm not really doing, I'm not really getting those great results anymore I'll move on to this and move on to this and move on to this and you know that ties in with what we just said about you're not asking the right questions at the right times um, and that's the mm. thing the questions do change along the way which is 
for me, that's another important thing is you, you don't just ask five questions, here's a perfect program that will work for five years. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you're I like these are the these are the questions I'm going to ask now, and yeah. this is the direction I'm going to take you in right yeah. now. But in four weeks time, six weeks time, eight weeks time, I'm going to yeah. ask some fucking different questions. <laughs> we're going to yeah. figure out where your new baseline is, and yeah. then we're going to adjust. And I think it, it gets harder and harder now with all that stuff because people are so busy. It's almost like I, think, I swear people feel like we're pestering them, like oh, just just give me the workouts and I'll do them. <laughs> like, it doesn't work like that. I want it to work like that, but. Um, yeah, really, anybody listening to this, it's like you, you have to keep questioning yourself. You have to keep questioning the program. And as you say, a good coach will in some ways do that for you. But ultimately, the answers will come from you. So, <laughs> you know, let, let your coach do their job. That's probably the message. Yeah, uh, man, there's... and. This fucking ties back into the very first thing that we we're talking about, about, you know, you sending that that form over to your clients. Like, mm. if they're not going to fill out the fucking consultation form properly, like, if they're not going to give you that information right there and then, like, what's going to make them give you the information to the questions that you're asking as you go through the program? It's not going to happen. So, I send my potential clients, if they want to work with me, they want to do online coaching, I send them through my questionnaire if they don't fucking reply to the answers, I don't take them on. Yeah. You know, so I put it back onto them. I'm like, well, if you can't even commit to replying to this fucking email, then you're not going to give me the information. You're not going to tell me what's going on in your life. So then I can guide you to, you know, figure out the answers for yourself um, and provide the advice and the guidance for where you're at right now and what you need to do to move you in the right direction to either move you in the right direction or maintain where you're at or fucking stop yourself from sabotaging yourself and taking those three steps backwards. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had a, I've got a, a great friend over here, Dax Moy. He's been a very good mentor for me and a, a great coach. And he said once, you know, I, I realized the attitude or one of the attitudes I need to take is I'm not putting in more effort than you are. And that, that's the thing I, I have with clients. You know, I'm, a lot of people don't realize, you know, we're, every Monday morning I sit down, I go through my online clients, my real life clients, as I call them. Right, what do we need in this program? Okay, we'll have you look at your nutrition. You know, I'm not putting in all of that effort and, and thinking about what I need to, to give you if you're not even willing to, like you said, answer these questions or, or fill in the little diary. You know, the amount of times I have to chase people and say, Mate, how did how did this week go? Like, there's nothing you put nothing on on the software. I I literally am working with. Oh yeah, sorry, I just kind of forgot. Yeah, I did I did that workout, but I didn't do that one. Uh, I'm like, you know, I'm not sitting down for an hour, even if you're paying me. Like, there comes a point, you know. All right, it's maybe a privilege as a as a more advanced coach when you've got more clients. You can just go look. I've had enough. I don't care about your money. <laughs> I want to work yeah. with people and. Without going too much off track, you know, if there's any newer coaches listening to this, I think that's an important business thing as well. Is like, don't be afraid to fire clients because in the long run, it will work mm. in your favor because you will get known for almost like everybody you work with, you get great results. You know, you don't have these tire kickers who are then going to go, oh, I did John's program, it doesn't work, and I didn't lose weight. It's, like, it's nothing and to do with that, John's program. <laughs> yeah, bro, and that's that 100%, man, and that's that self-selection bias as well. And, yeah. you know, like, yes, I, I sent through some questions that we want to talk about um, to give people some advice through the festive season, but, dude, this is a fucking important conversation. This is what this whole segment is about, is, like, giving people this information. Like, 
this is what we're looking at as coaches, you know, and if you are a new trainer, a new coach, like, yeah, you need to fucking put in the time and the effort and you need to take everyone on board so that you can figure out, you know, the jigsaw puzzle of a fucking human being and every, every single person's individual needs and responses and um, all that type of stuff. But then as you get better at your craft, then you can start refining it and then you can start building your niche. Mm. And this is where, you know, like you said, man, you, you fucking, you start, um, kind of screening your clients before you take them on. And that's important, man, because then you actually know that, I mean, when I first started, I was charging like 300 bucks or I think it was like 200 bucks for three months or something like that, man. It was cheap as fuck when I first started my (laughs) online coaching. Um, it's three times the amount of that now. Um, you know, and that's, and that whittles people out that, you know, again, they, they, they remove themselves so that from that once they find out the price, but then I know the people who are paying the price and are filling out the, um, the questionnaire and, you know, are doing everything that I ask of them. I know that they're invested and I know that they're going to put in the time and effort. Um, anything to add to that? Yeah. I mean, there's two sides to that coming for the, the, the coaches and the clients is, like in, in business terms, it's almost like they call it the velvet rope around your business. Like, you know, when you go to a nightclub, it's they literally have like a velvet rope around it. And, you know, if you're VIP, you're allowed to be on the rope. And it's it's a way of having standards. It's like this, you know, if you're not wearing the right shoes, you're not coming in. And that's from a, a business point of view, that's that's very important for you to, to maintain standards. Um, and I think, you know, if from a, a client side, if you are serious about getting results, it's that thing of going where your kind of desired behaviors are required behaviors because then you know that will give that should give the client confidence in that these guys have standards these guys expect this of me and therefore i can be confident that i will get results you know if you're just picking picking a coach because they they've got their abs out on instagram and things like that you know it's (laughs) it literally means nothing in terms of the results you're going to get so yeah, there's definitely definitely two sides to that coin, and it's something like I said, I I ignored it as a younger naive coach because you, you're literally you run your business on the the wallet and pulse mentality. All right, this guy's got money, he's breathing and he moves. Therefore, I'll take him on as a client. And it <laughs> but will you have you to, no man. That's how you learn. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's how you learn. I'm though I'm saying don't do it. Uh, I think it's just stop doing it as soon as you can. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, yeah and that's a another good point that you just made then as well um you know sometimes i'll get uh my online clients that will you know touch base with me a couple of days before we've got our scheduled call and they're like hey i don't want to check in this week because mm. you know i haven't been training i've been eating shit uh, my sleep's been off blah 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 i'm like no that's bullshit i'm like that's when my fucking job starts <laughs> yeah, exactly. when shit's yeah. not going well you know, if you get one of these fucking programs from an influencer or someone who doesn't really know what the fuck they're talking about or don't really care about you as a client, like they're not going to be able to help you when the stars don't align. Like it's all, any, any, it's easy to fucking coach when things are going well, yeah. right? But our job starts when life gets in the way, man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, this was something, um, you know, we, we were talking about the, the mistakes people make. And I think, when it comes to the approach you're going to take, I, I, also, I say there's like three ways of doing this. You can take a, like a goal-based approach, you can take a, a process-based approach, and you can take a, an identity-based approach. And for me, the, the problem we have these days is most people have a goal-based approach in that, oh, I see, I see Cobes on the internet and he's got a six-pack, I want to look like that. Great. That's a good start. But then 
what it does for me, that, that kind of creates like this massive gap. Like I'm here, I should be here. I can't be happy until I get to that goal. There's no understanding of, of what's happening in between. There's no manage, management process or so on. So then you go, okay, well, what about if I pay Copes for a program? And that will get me kind of through those steps. I, I now have that process in place. The problem with that is, like you said, then what happens when the conditions change? And this is something that happens massively in January. You know, we right, first week of January, I might even still be off work. I'm just going to train twice a day and eat cabbage and do all this sort of stuff. And then once we get into work again and those stresses and the kids are back at school and I've got to do the school run, as soon as the environment changes, now that magic process doesn't work. Do you have a way mm-hmm. to navigate around it again it's an old army term you know no plan survives contact with the enemies (laughs) Mm -hmm. everything looks good on paper Um, Mm -hmm. so the third approach is that I I like to try and instill in people uh, and this relates back to who you choose as a coach is the value based approach where you you understand who you want to be you understand how you want to live you understand what to do on a daily basis and, and you then it means every minute of the day, every incident that comes up, every problem you come up against, you you put it up against your values and that's how you can then make the correct decision. And really that's the big secret to getting results is I can walk into a pub and I know what I'm trying to achieve and I can go, okay, I can have a couple of pints because I understand my values. I understand that I want to get up at seven o'clock tomorrow morning and train. Whereas somebody who walks in a pub with it's like, oh, I've got my fitness plan, but I have, I have no frame of reference for what to do in a pub. I have no frame of reference of what to do when I'm stressed. Um, and that comes back to that know, clarity. Exactly. Yeah. But this, yeah, but this, and, and dude, like, man, we've we've literally fucking gone full circle, and this is why we asked those questions in that yeah. original fucking email that we send to people. Yeah. Is because. I guarantee they're not asking themselves those questions. Like almost every client that I've sent that email, Mm. they write back and I'm like, I've never actually thought about this stuff. (laughs) It's like, all right, well, you know, now we're giving you clarity. I'm guiding you to figure out your own fucking answers. So then, you know, you can provide that information to me. So then I can, you know, push you in the right direction. And that rounds out the first installment of an 80 minute chat that I had with my mate JLT of Stormforce Fitness. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode where we're going to be diving into hints, tips, and strategies to navigate through the festive season. Have a very Merry Christmas, guys. I will chat to you soon. Peace.